0: resilient hearts turning breakdowns into breakthroughs discover a world where heartbreak separation and divorce are not the end of the road come along with me as we dive into the deep emotional experience we'll explore stories provide professional guidance and offer actionable methods to help you overcome setbacks and achieve success, no matter where you are in your journey. If you are currently going through a heartbreak, separation, or divorce, trust me, you have tuned in to the right podcast. I'm Aparna Jadhav, and I'm here to remind you that these moments are not the final chapters of your story. These are merely turning points of your life. So join us and we'll help you discover the resilience you already possess. Welcome once again to Resilient Hearts. So glad to have you here. Welcome to resilient hearts, turning breakdowns into breakthroughs. And I'm your host, Aparna Jodhav. In today's episode, which marks the beginning of our series titled Love on the Rocks, detecting warning signs and lifelines, we'll delve into some signs that your relationship or marriage may be in trouble. Our goal here is to empower you with the knowledge and actions to work towards a healthier and happier relationship. For the sake of explaining the topic properly, I'm going to give you several examples of people and real life stories. However, please note that these are common occurrences and deal with no person in particular. If there are any resemblances Trust me, people, it's purely coincidental. Now, let's start with the first sign. You live your life as if you are single and not married. Now, this sign often manifests as a gradual drift in priorities and emotional distance within the marriage. For example, let's talk about Deepak and Ria. Okay? Deepak has been spending most of his free time with friends, neglecting his emotional connection with Rhea. Once, Deepak was out with his friend Mukesh at a pub. When Mukesh was ready to leave, Deepak was disappointed and asked him why he was leaving early. Mukesh said that he had dinner plans with his wife. To which... Deepak jokingly retorted. What ya, yeah, Mukesh? Wife is more important than friends? Mukesh was surprised and replied, No, I was with my friend till now. And now I'm heading back to my wife who is very important to me. But Deepak, don't you want to head back home to meet Rhea? I mean, you've just recently got married. Deepak simply said, not yet yeah. I want to spend time on my own. Worried about his friend but no time on hand to discuss, Mukesh decided to leave for now and speak to Deepak later. Now let's dive into this first side. Let's explore the impact of neglecting your spouse and practical strategies for reconnecting. Neglecting your spouse can have profound effects on your relationship. It can lead to feelings of loneliness, of emotional disconnection and a sense of being taken for granted. Over time, this emotional distance can erode the foundation of your relationship or your marriage, making it a crucial sign to be addressed as soon as it surfaces. So what can you do to reconnect and prioritize quality time together? Let's look at some practical tactics today. Yeah. First and very important, I would say is open communication. The first step to have in any relationship is to have an open and honest conversation with your spouse. Express your feelings and concerns and listen actively to your partner's perspective. Understanding each other's needs and expectations is crucial in a relationship. Second, I would say schedule quality time. Set aside a dedicated time for each other. This can be a regular date night, a weekend getaway, or even a simple evening together at home. Make a conscious effort to engage in the activities that you both enjoy. That makes that time special with your partner. Shared hobbies and passions also help in reigniting the spark. Rediscover your hobbies or your interests that brought you closer in the past or try to get to know your partner better in another manner. Whether it's a sport, or a creative pursuit, or a shared passion, these activities can reignite the spark in your relationship, which is vital. One important uh, thing that I would say in today's world is having technology free zones. In today's digital age, it's easy to get absorbed in screens and social media. Designate specific times and areas in your home as gadget free zones to encourage genuine face to face interactions with each other. Express appreciation. Show appreciation for your spouse regularly. Small gestures, such as expressing gratitude for their efforts, can go a long way. It helps majorly in strengthening the emotional connection you can have with your spouse or your partner. If things really go out of your hands, please, please go ahead and seek professional help. If the emotional distance has become significant, consider seeking the assistance of a marriage counselor or a therapist. A trained professional can guide you through the process of rebuilding intimacy and the communication that has suffered a breakdown. It's important for us to remember that connecting or reconnecting with your spouse takes time and effort from both the partners. The key is to prioritize your relationship and make it a daily practice. With open communication and a commitment to spend quality time together, you can rekindle the emotional bond and work towards a healthier and happier relationship. So getting back to our story, what happened with Deepak and Rhea? Well, after talking to Mukesh, Deepak decided to find out why he felt this boredom at home. Now theirs was an arranged marriage, and I believe Deepak and Rhea both had just gone along with their parents' wishes. So though there was peace at home and nothing anyone could complain about, Deepak felt that Ria lacked the spark to keep them engaged. However, taking Mukesh's advice, and in order to find the reason for his disinterest, he actually started spending more time with Ria. Initially, it was an effort. But he persevered. Once, while they were watching a show, he found out that Ria liked hiking and trekking and had actually been to Rishikesh when she was in college. Why didn't you tell me, Ria? Well, I didn't think it was important. I mean, after marriage, who goes on treks? At least that's what mom used to say. Laughing and really happy for once, Deepak told her about his expedition to Kailash Mansarovar, which led from one conversation to another about their experiences. Next day, after booking a trek to Manali, for both of them, Deepak met Mukesh. Dude, thank you. I listened to you and guess what? said Deepak, waving an envelope in front of Mukesh. After getting an inquiring look from him, Deepak said, Our tickets to Manali we loves love trekking. Can you believe that? And that was the beginning for Deepak and Rhea who almost missed out on each other for lack of trying. Now moving on to the second sign. When you think about your future, you don't see your partner or your spouse in it. This can be deeply concerning as it suggests a lack of shared goals and aspirations. Imagine Rekha and Mohan who struggle to envision a future together. Now, Rekha is a CA and Mohan is a chef at a leading dining. in Their affair started like a whirlwind in their lives. They were extremely happy and involved with each other. However, obviously Mohan wanted more. Every time he would broach the subject, Rekha would change the topic. Slowly, It started creating a rift between them. When asked by a mutual friend, Rekha said that though she loved Mohan a lot, she just couldn't envision a future with him. We'll now delve into how a lack of shared vision can affect a relationship and provide actionable steps for creating a shared vision for your future as a couple. A lack of shared vision can create uncertainty and a sense of disconnect within a relationship. It may lead to partners feeling like they are moving in different directions. This can erode the sense of togetherness that's vital for a strong marriage or a relationship. So what can you do to create a shared vision for your future as a couple? Well, here are some practical tips. I hope it helps. First, individual reflection. Begin by reflecting individually on your personal goals, dreams and aspirations. What do you envision for your future, both professionally and personally? Take the time to understand your own desires and priorities. Open and honest communication. Share your reflections with your spouse. Encourage them to do the same. Create a safe and non-judgmental space for these conversations where both the partners can express their thoughts freely. Identify common goals. Look for areas where your individual visions align. Identify common goals or aspirations that you both share. Or can work towards together. This could be related to family, career, travel, or personal growth. That's up to you. But find such common goals between you. Compromise and collaboration. Recognize that not all goals will align perfectly, and that's okay. The key is to find areas where compromise is possible and collaborate. To create a shared vision that accommodates both the partners' aspirations. Fifth, create a vision statement. Consider drafting a vision statement as a couple. This statement should outline your shared goals, values, and the kind of life you want to build together. It serves as a reminder of your collective vision. Sixth, set milestones. Break down your shared vision into achievable small milestones. Setting specific, measurable goals allows you to track your progress and celebrate achievements along the way. 7. Regularly revisit and adjust Life is dynamic and your vision may evolve over time. It's essential to regularly revisit your shared vision. Make adjustments as needed and ensure that you are both still aligned with your goals. Creating a shared vision for your future as a couple is an ongoing process that requires open communication, compromise and a willingness to adapt. It's about building a future together that reflects both the partners' appreciations and values. Now let's head back to Rekha and Mohan. After doing some introspection, Rekha realized that the main reason she couldn't see Mohan in her future was because she wanted to move to Mumbai for her career growth. And Mohan, according to her, was super happy in Hyderabad with his job. Once she got the clarity, she decided to address the issue and told Mohan the main reason for her not wanting a long-term commitment. Imagine her surprise when she found out that Mohan was not only ready, but excited as well to move to Mumbai. Swirad, you could have told me this up upfront. I have always wanted to start my own restaurant specializing in authentic Hyderabadi cuisine. I was hesitating to start something here because I don't know if my concept will work here. But research shows that Mumbai would be a great place to start. Not just that. My investments have grown now to a point that I can now take the plunge. Hearing this, Rekha was on top of the world and hugged Mohan really tight. But you need to promise me, Rekha, from now on, you will be upfront about what is there on your mind. Smiling guiltily, Rekha exclaimed, promise. So that was another relationship that took a U-turn. Now the third sign is money. Money becomes a dividing factor between couples. Financial conflicts can strain a marriage or a relationship, as seen in the case of Tanya and David. Tanya loves to live for the day, loves spending on vacations and things that bring happiness. David, on the other hand, is extremely careful with his money. So though... They were compatible and content with most areas of their relationship and life. The topic of money was rarely brought up. Vacation planning or investment planning was not a fun activity. It brought a lot of stress and overwhelm to both of them. To manage financial stress, it's important establish a strong financial foundation. Financial strain can affect our relationship in numerous ways. It can lead to constant arguments, stress and even a breakdown in trusts. It's essential to address this issue head on to ensure a healthier and more secure future together. So what can you do to create a financial plan that promotes financial harmony within your relationship. So here are some practical tips according to me. I hope it helps you. First, transparent communication. This is the foundation of a healthy financial partnership. Sit down with your spouse and openly discuss your financial situation which includes income, expenses, debts and saving goals. Set common financial goals. Identify common financial goals that you both value. These could include saving and investing for a home, planning for retirement or funding your children's education. Having shared objectives can help and strengthen your financial bond, a joint budget. Develop a joint budget that outlines your combined income, expenses, and savings. Ensure that both the partners are actively involved in creating and managing the budget. Allocate funds for essential expenses and discretionary spending. Establish an emergency fund. This is super important, people. Building an emergency fund is crucial for financial stability. Set aside a portion of your income into a dedicated savings account. To cover unexpected expenses without causing financial stress. Regular financial check-ins. Schedule regular financial check-in meetings to review your budget. Track progress towards your goal and make necessary adjustments. These meetings provide a platform for both partners to have a say in the financial decisions. Debt Management If you have debts, develop a strategy to manage and pay them off, prioritize high interest debts and consider consolidation or refinancing options to lower interest rates. If you think things are really, really out of your hands, then please seek professional guidance. If you and your spouse have different financial perspectives or face complex financial issues, consider consulting a financial advisor or counselor. They can provide expert judgment and facilitate productive discussions on this topic. Very, very important, I feel, is agreeing on spending limits. Establish clear and spending limits for discretionary expenses. Agree on a threshold beyond which you'll consult each other before making significant purchases. That number should be something that is mutually decided upon. Please remember, people, that financial harmony is an ongoing process that requires teamwork and compromise. It's essential to view financial challenges as opportunities for growth and shared decision-making. Financial strength can be a source of tension in a marriage. But by fostering transparent communication, setting common financial goals, and creating a joint budget. The couples can promote financial harmony and work towards a very beautiful and secure financial future. Now what happened with our friends David and Danya? Well, the disagreements between them turn into arguments and soon into full-blown fights. With tears in her eyes, she confided to her friend Rena. Rena advised her to see a counsellor before things are completely out of their hands. Tanya convinced David to see a counsellor and as he too was really concerned with what was happening, he readily agreed. After speaking to their counsellor separately, during their joint counselling, they realised that both had really poor and extremely humble backgrounds. They often had to curb their dreams and wishes for the family. However, how they chose to react to this situation was completely different. David became super careful with money as he didn't want to see those days again. While Tanya wanted to fulfill all her dreams and wishes. Both were extremes on taking the advice of the counsellor. They now understood each other and actually empathised as well. To find the middle ground, they came up with a budget which included investing as well as spending. Now both of them were happy. So people, now with that we come to the end of our episode today. In this episode, we've explored for the first three signs that a relationship or marriage may be falling apart. We discussed examples of couples who face these challenges, such as Deepak and Rhea, Rekha and Mohan, and Tanya and David. Remember, these signs serve as important indicators Demanding attention and reflection. In the next episode, we'll continue our exploration of the remaining signs and their implications for a healthy and thriving relationship. Remember, there's always scope for course correction, provided both the partners are willing to work towards it. Now, before we wrap up, I want to remind you, that if you are feeling lost, overwhelmed, or stuck in the aftermath of a relationship ending, I am here to provide you with support and tools you need to heal and create a happy future. Simply visit my website at www.aparnajadav.com and you can also connect with me on Instagram at aparna.jadhav.coach. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Resilient Hus turning breakdowns into breakthroughs. I'll see you in our next episode. Until then, take time to reflect on your own relationship. And if you see these signs resonating with you, now you know what to do. Also, please spread the word and point more people towards this podcast where we talk about love, hurt and healing. Tchau!